Trading Night, episode 40. My mentor taught me one thing, and it works for him. But it doesn't mean it will work for me. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins. And today we've got something a little bit different again. So I've got, uh, I actually went through my archives and I found an interview that I did that didn't get a lot of airtime. In fact, I think it was removed from the feed pretty soon after it was actually put up there. And I think this was when I went from a free podcast to a paid podcast before I went back to a free podcast. And anyway, I found this interview. It was my 52 Traders update. Even if you have heard this, you've been a long-time listener, then you're going to want to listen to it again because they're actually... I mean, I I haven't listened to it for, for ages. And there's so many nuggets in here, not necessarily from me in fact what I say is can be pretty much disregarded but uh, what Harlan Dale who was on the show who I was interviewing what he says is really interesting stuff and useful for you to take notes on and really apply to what you're doing so guys this is coming up it's an exclusive um, rerun with Harlan Dale my 52 traders Hidden interview is now no longer hidden. It's up here for everyone to listen to and take notes from. And um, and what else was I going to say about it? Oh yes, that's right. We've got an ebook as well that I wrote, which was the sort of foundation of this interview. So we went through some of the questions in the ebook during the interview. But you can download that ebook on in the members area of Trading Nut. So head over to tradingnut.com to get access to that ebook. It'll be in the free gift section in the members area. Okay, so and that's it's quite a long ebook that I wrote around my lessons of interviewing 52 traders based on my 52 traders podcast. Uh, so you'll take some nuggets out of that as well, I promise you. So guys, please do jump on the website and grab that. Uh, now, look, if you do want to hear more of the 52 Traders podcast interviews, then there's a few ways to do it. So number one is you can actually buy individual episodes. Um, or number two is you could join the Robot Traders Club. And just for being a member, you get credits to episodes as well. So um, you could do that. And whilst you're there, you obviously also get all the trading robots that I'm building. And if you're not familiar with how it works, basically you guys go on there. If you've got something you want to automate, a strategy, and you're happy for it to be shared with other people, other members, then what we do is you guys go on, give me your strategy, I'll build it, and uh, and you get access to it in the future. Okay, so that's how it works. It's pretty simple. And then, look, if you find something that's really good, then if you're a member at the time, you're going to get access to it straight away. 
It's pretty simple, guys. Jump on, give it a go, Robot Traders Club. Now, so that's number two way of getting credits to get interviews of the 52 Traders podcast. And number three way is to basically buy the whole thing outright, get all 154 episodes, listen to it on your smartphone as you're going, just like a normal podcast. And uh, and get all the show notes pages with the videos that are on there, the the copy, the the um, the notes, images, charts, marked up charts, a whole bunch of information there. Really, really good foundation to I suppose get you to the point where where I am now. We have interviewed so many traders um, and find to find out what really makes them tick. So guys. Um, that was this is where this hidden interview comes from, and there's actually a couple of others that have never seen the well. Actually, they have one of the one seen the light of day, and actually no, the other one never saw the light of day. I don't even know if I'll release it, but they might be coming up in the Trading Up podcast again in the future. So stay tuned for that. Now, what else can I tell you? Look, um, oh, there's a couple of other little housekeeping things here. I've got an interview with a trader called Just Some Trader coming up. Now, it's an undercover, really sort of deep, dark, um, who knows where this guy's come from, doesn't want to be known, but he's on Instagram. You can go and check out some of the trades that he's taken, like laser-focused, laser-sharp entries, and you see like how much he's trading, the lot size. You also can see his bank balance um, or trading balance, which is like huge. Uh, and I'm going to interview the guy in the next few weeks. So please, if you have got questions you want me to ask him, very specific questions, I will ask those questions for you and um, and get them aired on the show here and we'll have a fantastic episode. So guys, please check him out on Instagram. Now, what was the last thing I was going to mention? Oh, look, thank you very much for filling in the survey if you did. And uh, if you haven't, then jump on the Facebook feed. You'll be able to find a link to it there. It's the Traders, uh, what did I call it? The Trading Nut Traders Survey 2019. Now, before we get into the show, guys, I do want to sort of reflect on something that occurred to me this week. Now, I'm trying to get my brain in the right mindset to to or the right space to sort of work out how I'm logically going to explain this to you but something occurred to me oh yeah that that was it so we sort of go as human beings what I've noticed and I don't know if you guys notice the same thing but we go from procrastination to impatience right so we literally we we go from one extreme to the other um, so procrastination is extreme patience to go and do something when you sort of flip it around uh, to, to that to that uh, sort of, I, fl- I suppose if you flip it around, and then um, impatience is complete opposite of what you're doing with procrastination. So you're literally trying to get something done as fast as possible. You want it to happen as fast as possible. You're impatient. I see this happening so much with my own, uh, my own, not just trading, but other things in life, right? So, for example, this week I decided that I'm finally going to actually advertise the podcast episodes on uh, on like social media. Okay, so put some money behind advertising the podcast episodes on social media. Something I've been thinking about doing for the last four years, and I've never done it. And I know how to do it. Nothing. There's nothing technically stopping me from doing it. And I remind myself once a month, I should really try and advertise these episodes on social media. Never happens. But then somebody said to me, uh, hey, why don't you advertise the episodes on social media? And I was like, right, 
I'm going to do it. It took me about 30 minutes to set up to get the thing going. And then all of a sudden, I'm like in the impatience mode. So I've done the procrastination. I'm now in the impatience mode of, why aren't my ads approved? Why haven't they approved my ads? I'm looking every 10 minutes. My ads still aren't approved. (laughs) When are they going to go in there? Then it's like, when is somebody going to click on a link in one of my ads? The impatience set in, and I was like literally trying to, wanting to see when somebody was actually going to click on a link and how much it was going to cost me, and then so on and so forth. Now, the same thing happens with trading, right? So somebody um, puts off, puts off, puts off buying a system, like learning a system, whatever. As soon as they get it, they're impatient. They want to get through the course as quickly as possible, take no notes, and then start applying it in the market there and then. So, guys, let's just think about that. How does that? How is that affecting your trading, okay? Are you being... Are you procrastinating on some things? And then is it backtesting you're procrastinating about? Um, but then you backtest, you get one one winner, bang, I'm in the market, I'm trading. Or is it something else? I mean, what's what's the where's the procrastination happening and where's the impatience happening after it? And you've, we've got, we have to, we have to flip that around. We've got to flip that around, okay? I don't know how to do it. I haven't got suggestions on how to do it, but I think just being aware of it is is enough for most people to to try and make the change. So hopefully that helped. I know I went on a little bit too long here in the intro on this one, but guys, trust me, what you're about to hear is going to be some fantastic stuff. Um, take notes. I do urge you, please take notes. Some great stuff here from Harlandale. I'm going to try and get the guy back on the show in the future. Haven't heard from him in a long time, so let's see how we go. All right, enough from me. Let's do it. Okay, so guys, I've got Harlan Dale on the show now. So Harlan's going to help me go through some of my 52 points that I've got here on the Top Shelf Traders article that I've written to wrap up my 52 traders uh, goal that I set myself doing interviewing 52 traders over the course of one year. And um, we're just going to go through some of the points that I've got here, and you guys can jump on and have a look at the full article at 52traders.com forward slash top, and that should redirect you to Top Shelf Traders where you'll see the full article with all 52 points from the show. So if you've just tuned into the show, then dive on there, and you'll probably save yourself a whole bunch of time. But I do recommend actually jumping on and listening to the other episodes because they are full of really good advice, and I'm sure you will take out different uh, different uh, things than I have, and everyone's a bit different, so it's all a matter of opinion when it comes down to it. So, Harlan, look, thanks for joining me here today to go over it. How, how are things with you anyway? Nice to be back, Cam. Uh, everything's doing great. Cool. Brilliant. Okay, so look, um, so I'm going to pick out some things here. So I've broken it, broken this article down into a, a few sections, and the first section is your introduction to trading, right? So does that correlate to your chance of success? So I'm just going to pick out one here. So we're not going to go through all 52 of them, and I want you guys to jump on there and, and read them for yourself, but I'm just going to pick out one. So um, the second one, second point here is, what about using a trading mentor? So actually, I'm not going to pick that one because it references the one above. I'm going to okay. pick it. I'm going to pick uh, number four. So, what if your parents traded and sparked your interest early? So, a number of my guests were guests were introduced to the markets because a parent had got them into investing or placed a, a trade or placed a, an investment on their behalf. 
at a very young, young age and sort of used it as a bonding experience where they you know met up with them on a regular basis or gave them the paper and showed them where the, the stock had moved or the, the investment had moved um, and whether or not they were making money or not. And it seemed, and my view was, that those that, that did have a parent um, get them in, into investing and trading um, or investing probably more, more to the point early on seemed to have an advantage purely because they had, if they got into it, if they a, if it piqued their interest, um, I mean, A, they had a good, so I suppose, uh, positive correlation against trading. So, you know, trading now or investing was, and the markets was always attached to a parent and a bonding experience, which is a sort of positive reinforcement there. And secondly, I suppose they had a, an advantage in terms of, they just had an earlier start. So if you, you know, left home and thought, right, I'm just going to carry on. I've got a bit of a passion. My my dad, my mum's sparked my interest. Then you had that sort of advantage to, to carry on, get out there early and start your education with a lot more time in front of you and a lot more appetite for failure and a lot more, um, I suppose, a, a lot you're, you're you're a lot more sort of not necessarily naive, but you, you you're able to um, to to bounce back from from anything that was going to hit you. You had the time, you had the sort of patience, you had you didn't have the experience. I mean, what what are you your views on that, Harlan? Uh, I think I do agree in a certain in a certain level that uh, you do have an advantage when you have parents or mentors that uh, has gone before you. And who teaches you on how to trade properly? Uh, in my experience, I, I have a friend who who has a parent who's one of the biggest stockbrokers here in our country. And what I noticed is it didn't make him. What he said was it didn't make him a successful trader in the beginning, but it planted good seeds of foundations, like on how 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 to treat the markets like like a real business. And on how to manage their risk. So at, a, at an early age, he was a businessman. He was he was selling cars when I when I was when I met him. And most of the business decisions that he makes is based from how his mom would uh, would manage risk. And he learned that from being from her being a stockbroker here. And so that. That made him interested into going into uh, trading stocks when he turned 30. So I think he's, he's quite successful here, and I think it made a lot of impact. So uh, the only thing that I can say is that it's also a weakness because he told me that he had a lot of the because his mom was a stockbroker then. When he came into the industry, he had a lot of uh, presumptions about the the industry, and so it was hard for him to learn uh, some of the things that uh, the school was teaching him about trading. And okay, yeah, I understand. And, and, and so, and so it was quite a hindrance at that at that point. But when when he did his uh, when he paid his dues, he studied, he did this his time. Uh, doing the the work, and then he he finally he finally combined the ideas, and then it became more real to him. So I think it is a good 
jumping point, but it will not sustain you if you won't do the work. Yeah. So, so it does. Hit, yeah, I think it, I think the answer is it does definitely give you an advantage um, yes. potentially over other other traders there, but it might, uh, to a certain degree, probably give you uh, give you too much insight before it might actually sort of trim off some of that. Um, uh, some of that sort of freshness that you have, so you're already sort of you've jumped in almost a little bit in the deep end, as opposed to coming in at the shallows. So, so yeah, it could work. Look, I mean, uh, there's a few few other points in that section which um, I think you'll find interesting, and you'll sort of work out whether or not. Um, well, you work it out for yourself. Jump on there and have a look. Uh, right, so let's move into the second section, which is probably more more uh, more something you can sink your teeth into. So this is about education and so uh, the key to success um, is it is education the key to success and what exactly should you be learning and, and how I suppose should you be learning it so there's a number of points in this section which um, I'm going to pull one out and this one talks about using education on the internet and how to do it successfully so the one interview that really hit home with me was with Peter Davies when he talked about he, this guy spent a lot of money on education tried tested a whole bunch of stuff and it just didn't work um and then i mean what he what he essentially worked out and i think this was also reiterated by a couple of other traders out there was that going on the internet it's all about sifting through the rubbish that's in there so there's a whole lot of rubbish but you've got to sift through it so you've got to spend that time um and the key thing is i think that he was talking about was verifying it for yourself. So you've got to verify everything for yourself. Don't just take what somebody tells you and apply it. You need to verify it first, especially if you're going to put real money behind it. Um, I actually watched uh, the, the Big Short a couple of nights ago, and there was a guy, there's a guy in there played by um, uh, what's his name? Oh, the guy from the Office. Uh, name name uh, what's his name? The guy from the Office. Uh, uh, I forgot his Steve name. Carey, <laughs> Steve Carey. Steve Carey. So, Carey yeah. yeah, so Steve Carey. So he he's playing this um, guy. I can't remember the name of the guy either. But anyway, he had to verify everything. And, you know, this this big shore, all the sort of information that he got given, he still had to go all the way to Florida and find, you know, go, get his team to go and knock on the doors of people that were actually um, losing their houses or about to lose their, lose their houses or mortgage themselves up to the hilt. And then he even went to went to Las Vegas to then talk to some other people about um, even I think it was the CDOs and and how they were structured and then finally realised that yep okay we've got an opportunity here so it is about verifying what what exactly is out there so don't just trust it blindly and go okay well this guy seems to know what he's talking about um, go and verify it for yourself so that was one of the sort of key lessons there so it's all about you, you sort of you know go oh, look I mean by all means use a mentor use uh, somebody who's a professional but make sure you verify what they're telling you because you might have misunderstood it what are your thoughts there yeah. Harlan uh, well I do believe that there are really genuine websites or educational websites because I started learning how to trade uh, through the internet and uh, I paid a lot. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of money on education and at the end of the day I found out that everything works but you need to really understand what, what the person is saying and uh, in my experience if that person sell, that is selling you a a, a, a a program or a 
a, a system, if if they're trying to sell it to you in a way like it's too good to be true, most of the time they're hiding something. And if they're not telling you the, the, the reality behind it, like for example, uh, you will. I have a system that that will make you tons of money in X amount of time. It it just doesn't happen that way. When I was introduced to trading, I I lost a lot because I was living in a dreamland. I I I, I was fed a lot of stuffs that I could really do this. It this is going to be easy. This is going to be a walk in the park when you sign up for a thousand dollar course that has three videos that that is the secret the secret to trading the markets. And so uh, what's wrong with that is it built my ego. And the, the problem with having an ego in trading is that if you don't understand that it's a system, it is not just a one-time trade, you're going to lose because you will, you will be hating how to lose. And when it doesn't, like for example, if, if you try the system and then you win once, twice, thrice, and you think you're on a roll, and then when you begin losing, you begin to realize that this this stuff doesn't work. But in, in all reality, that system was built uh, on a ratio of win, win, winnings and losing. So that guy might be telling you that in, in 100 trade, you would be winning like 70 and you would be losing 40 but they didn't tell you that and so you would be frustrated and so you would stop because your ego has set in that i, I thought i bought the greatest system in the world <laughs> and i thought i was great so you wouldn't so every time you lose you wouldn't accept that you you're losing and you would do a lot of revenge trading yeah and you wouldn't stick to the to the program yeah I, so think, I, I think you're right yeah yeah, and so I, I think that there are legitimate education out there, but you have to see through whether they are just uh, marketing something or is really something that could carry on for a long time because everything works. In my experience, every technique works. And I and I have a friend who he, he loves to buy robots and when I met him in 2007, he bought around more than, I think, more than 500 robots from the Internet. And uh, all he said was, ah, all robots are, are not working and, and this and that. And then when we, when we met this guy from, uh, from Hong Kong who runs a fund company, they're they running an automated system and, they're, and they are profiting from it. And so... Everything that he believed that pro, uh, automated uh, programs that run trades doesn't work was was shattered. You must I don't know. Uh, you must have imagined how he felt. It's like his road collapsed because it. it I, what I'm trying to say is that when you think that you you are you know something, that's the that's the that's the beginning of your downfall because. When you when you focus on one system or one education that you think you know the secret to this thing, uh, it, it's wrong. You just have to do the work. You just have to build your own system into it. Because my, what my mentor taught me one thing, and it works for him. But 
it doesn't mean it will work for me. It's like playing a game of ball. It it doesn't matter how expensive the ball is. It's who dribbles the ball, who manages the ball. If 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 I was given a basketball, I could score 15 points in 16 minutes of play. But if you give the ball to Michael Jordan, he would be scoring more than 100 in 16 minutes. So the same with the kind of education you find on the internet. The same of the 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 programs that you buy on the internet. It's not how much the program is. It's how it's it's the mastery of using the program. That's what I think. Yeah, so true. I think uh, uh, so. It's yeah. So it's sort of you sort of read through. Uh, yeah, I suppose you're sort of backing up what I've got here in terms of it is very much about validating it for yourself and yes, you know, making sure that. Even though somebody uh, like Peter Davies or whoever it is is, is teaching you something that uh, a way to actually profit from the markets, you still need to validate it for yourself. And you still need to, you still need to, and I think what you're saying here is you still need to make sure it works for you. So it might be yes. their system that works for them, um, and it might be like, for example, you know, I, I play a lot of football, and I'm not a great. I don't beat players with my dribbling skills, and I don't do a lot of dribbling. I'm more of a sort of one-two touch pass it yeah. and uh and i'm really good at passing i'm you know great at passing i can find somebody from you know distance etc but when it comes to like dribbling and beating somebody i can do that if there's a space and a gap but i can't really sort of take somebody on trick them you know nine times out of ten i'll fail yeah. and one time I'll, I'll get it right but if somebody said to me right you're gonna now all you're gonna do is dribble and beat players during the football match i would mm-hmm. i would be rubbish you're not allowed to pass it if somebody <laughs> said you're not allowed yeah. to pass it I would be absolutely rubbish, and I'll probably be sitting on the bench most of the game. So I suppose, yeah. It's, so what you're saying is, it's even with you know, if you take a sporting analogy and bring it into trading, it's the same sort of thing. If somebody, even though it's an easier thing to do in terms of you know, you are clicking a button and everyone can click a button or everyone can decide on entering a trade at this point, but I suppose it's the mental, um, your mental approach to it after you enter that trade and it, you, when you exit it. And how that uh, how that affects you mentally. So there's yeah. So I think we can sort of draw that analogy around you know sport and trading. Um, you're good yeah. at some things. Some things some things work for you, and some things won't. And if you list, if you learn from somebody else, you still need to validate and verify that it will work for you. Not necessarily that it works, because from what you're saying, you know pretty much everything works, but doesn't yes. work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think Einstein put it uh, the best uh, in the in the best uh, sentence. He said like. If you judge the fish in his ability to climb a tree, then you wouldn't be doing justice to the fish, <laughs> because uh, some traders they 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 are not traders. Uh, I, I want I just want to be honest that if you would if you are someone who believes that trading is for everyone, then you're living in a dreamland. It's not for everyone, but I'm not saying that everyone could not earn from this. You just have to determine whether you are really a trader or you are just someone who really enjoys making money. Because if you are someone who's who's just who just wants to make money, then maybe a different approach is for you. Like you maybe you you need to invest into a fund to earn money because you 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 like the market, you like price movement, you like everything about it. But you are not just uh, skilled. Or you won't be having the patience to study and to to give the effort to to pay to pay the price uh, 
for years, for months, on, on doing back testing and doing your, uh, or maybe this is just something that is not for you as a trader, but this could be something for you as a manager, a portfolio manager, and that could be, and that could be different. And on that point, I mean, let's move on because I think you're sort of touching on some of the other points that have come up with here in this uh, in this 52 yeah, sorry, sorry uh, point article. That. Well, that's okay. That's <laughs> fine. Look, um, so the next the next section is around how much attitude plays a part, and I think you're sort of touching on that. So, um, so one of the things I'm going to pull out a point here, which is uh, how do you deal with failure? So that's the question I've raised, and the answer I've got here is uh, trading is all about how you deal with failure. So a losing trade, blowing your account, wasting time on a poor strategy, wasting money on education that doesn't work. Um, There's heaps of things you can actually fail at with regard to trading. Um, So to be successful in in this profession, you need to take the positive from all the minor setbacks. Uh, I mean, some books that I think I've mentioned in the past that like obstacle is the way and there's another one. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that actually, no, that's a good one. The obstacle is the way. So it's essentially like if you're failing at something, that is probably what you need to do to move forward. Um, and like an, an example would be Vladimir Ribikov, who I had on the show, and he basically lost all his parents' money um, but managed to take that and move it, um, not take the money obviously, but take that experience and and build upon it as like a, a growth experience. So I think the key learning here, well, the key learning for me is that failure is a part of the trading experience. And the only solution is to accept it as a growth sort of experience that you can you can learn from and move on. So um, what are your thoughts there, Harlan? Well, I think you, uh, my take on this is, uh, I have a different perspective about, uh, perspective about this. Uh, I think that, you, if you say that you are failing, you have to realize whether you're really failing or you're just stubborn. What I mean is, if you are failing, then it just means you're moving forward. But some people are just stubborn. They know what is wrong, and they're still doing the same thing over and over again. So that is not failing. That's just being stubborn. That's just uh, not learning. Because the, the reason why 80% of the education doesn't uh, translate into efficiency is because the person who's trying to study a system or a knowledge is not willing to apply what he learned. Uh, well, one, of my, one, of the, one of the traders that I met uh, told me, and I remember this vividly, he said that it's okay to give away your techniques, your your scale to everyone. So why is that? It, it, I said that it must be a secret. If it's going to make me money, then why should I share it? Because he said 90% of the people won't take action. And it hit me like, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot. Like, like people uh, during New Year would have New Year's resolution and they would say that they would, they would go on a diet they would stop eating so that they could they would do exercises and then the reason they stop after a week after a month is because 90% of the people won't take action and when i say take action that would really grasp the idea and then would be really willing to see it through to see the the results that they're waiting for 
And so when 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 I when you talk about failure, uh, most of the people that I know who have overcome failure is that they know when to say uh, uh, what I mean. They know when to quit. If they know that this is a dead end, they they turn around immediately and not stay there for long. Like if a system is not going, you know, you know if a system is not going to uh, not going to give you any profit. But sometimes you stick to it because of your ego, because I want to prove that the, that I found the right system. Or sometimes yeah, you're someone that is moving your stops always. And you know that that is the problem. It's not a system. But you keep on moving your stop because your ego has, has is so big now that you don't want to lose. So it's not about trading support and resistance. It's about sticking to your management plan. And so when people fail, I think it's more on knowing when to, knowing when to quit and then knowing when to say it's enough. And then if you know when to quit, then that will be a great thing because you would know when to start again. Yeah, so it sort of comes back to psychology again. And and the funny thing is, like, when I asked people what they wanted to hear on the show, I mean, it, it was sort of came back they want to hear more strategies and uh yeah <laughs> they want to hear more strategies they want to know what strategies work i need a strategy that works and psychology was like the the lowest thing money management was above psychology um but i think you know to your point psychology isn't necessarily the psychology within just within a trade and when you're actually placing trades and trading it's also psychology around education around external external factors to trading and how that imp- impacts your trading just your general sort of person you know your personality type all that sort of stuff yeah. has an impact on um your and this is the next section your approach to trading as a whole so um i've done a section on your approach to trading so your attitude to trading i found was a key thing and then do you do i have the right approach to trading as a whole is the next section ahead and so let's let me pull something out from here uh okay um let's see which one i'm gonna pick out uh okay this one i'm gonna pick this one out so uh the money would be great now but do you have the patience so yes, yeah. one of the reasons one of the reasons I started trading was for the money. Uh, I mean, I heard a guy heard of a guy that I knew knew him personally, and I knew that he had made half a million dollars in six months and was on track to make a million in a year. And I was like, okay, get me into this. I want I want that sort of money. <laughs> um, so you can see it there. You can smell it. I mean, you can literally see it on the charts. You can almost touch it. But remember, for the first seven years, you're probably not actually going to be able to keep any of it <laughs> okay and when i say seven <laughs> years is that was the average time that it took most of my traders to become profitable on the show so um so so being patient is key so playing the long game so you've sort of talked about it already harlan um knowing this will probably reduce your seven-year wait and as uh, and as it will eventually did with like one of the first guests i had which was uh, serge berger who actually talked about patience being sort of the key thing for him as soon as he understood patience then um things became a lot clearer and i'm sure 
I mean, look, the guys who have been doing it for, I mean, I think some people have talked about 20 years before they became consistently profitable. I mean, they've you've got to have that sort of, you've got to, have, you've got to be patient. You've got to be patient. At least it's going to take you six months. So some of the guys that, you know, do well have done done it within six months. But, you know, it's patience is key. What are your thoughts on that, Harlan? Uh, I do agree about that uh, because this is a patient game. This is a patience game. And that's why I, I, I told you that uh, I don't think that trading is for everyone because not everyone is patient. And if you're somebody who's not patient, then you might consider thinking of getting a system that doesn't require you to be physically attached to a trade because money money is something that moves the heart. Where your treasure here, where your treasure is, there your heart is, and so that's the reason why a lot of people don't really learn or doesn't really become profitable in trading because there is a string attached to their heart, and then it's connected to a button, and then when you press that button, your heart starts pounding fast, and when you lose, it it, it sends a an electrical signal to your heart like a short circuit that that shocks you and then it it makes you more unpatient impatient because you wanted to get back the money that you lost from that trade and so being patient is key but i think that not everybody has the patience to really learn the trade actually when i came into your show i think it was it a month ago or a few months ago uh some guys have emailed me and they were telling their stories that they've been trading for this x amount of years and they've been failing and and so i i told them i was trying to help them and i was trying to teach them and i didn't start with technique because they were asking what is your technique how do you trade i've showed them i have showed them how i i traded i showed them my live trades and they then they say Wow, how, how how did you determine that? Why did you choose this currency pair? Why did you choose that trade? And you, you got this X amount of pips. And I told them that it was because of experience and it was because I understood what is my limit. I understood whether or not I would enter or exit that trade that made me decide to take on that trade. And through the years, I realized that it is not about it is not about having the right entry. I, it is having the proper timing. Proper timing gives you more profit than having the right system for an entry. Because if you, because I was a scalper and I trade on the M1 chart when I started, and I could make a hundred pips in one hour. And so you see, I have trained myself to to be precise on my entry. But how, why is that, that it took me around two to three years to be profitable? <laughs> because I would be getting, in a week, I would get, I think, 1,500 pips. And in the evening, I would be losing the same thing. Because I was impatient, because I know I have a power to enter any time. But when, when, when I, I matured into the trade, I realized that I don't have to take every trade. I just need to set my goals and just I just need to enter at the proper time and exit at the proper time. So timing is very important. It is like a business. You, 
you don't go in you don't go selling ice cream when it's winter you don't go selling soup when it's summer it's it's the same thing you have to if you want to be a successful trader you have to be realistic because I, I was I was in dreamland for a long time. I, I wanted to stay positive. I wanted to be passionate. I wanted to stay into the trade. But then I realized that if I would try to, I would try to fast forward the 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 season, or if I would try to to compress or be quick into getting the money, because every let's let's face it, everybody who goes into this business is for the money this is something that makes you a living but if your only purpose is for you to to earn money from this and you don't weigh the consequence i I mean you don't understand that there is a price that needs to be paid then you're living in a dreamland dreamland and if you're somebody who who's just beginning or you're somebody who's not yet profitable at this you just have to wake up from the from that dream that you have you have to face the facts that it it is expensive to learn how to trade it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort but if you do if you play your cards right you 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 could do it it's not just about a matter of not quitting or not giving up it's a matter of being able to learn from your mistakes being able to learn from the mistakes of other people because what I what I hear from most people is that they only want to talk about the positives. They are like a YouTuber who shows you the great stuff in their life, but doesn't want to show what happens behind the scenes. They they don't want you to see that they 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 lose big time because they need to sell something. And so I I I do agree on on that on that thing that uh, this is something that needs patience because it's all about timing. Investment is about timing. And when you're talking about timing, are you talking about um, what exactly are you talking about? <laughs> uh, when, when I say when I say timing, like for example, uh, like what I said, I trade I trade anytime because I know I have the skill to enter a trade and I know that I could win this, right? But when there's a like for example today today's nfp i i i don't trade it anymore <laughs> because i know that the 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 trade could be erratic and so i i avoid that i i don't understand that before why some successful traders doesn't trade the news but now i do understand because it's just it's just I'm just telling my mind that I am content. When when I say timing, you have to learn how to tell yourself when are you contented. And like December would be a for me it's it's, it's a season that doesn't produce much for me. So I won't force myself to trade this month because there's not much volatility for me on the pair that I trade. So I don't have I don't have to earn money for this month. And so that's the reason why you need to have a system because you, you it's timing that will save you and will give you the 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 profit that you need for a certain amount of time that will 
that will carry you through the seasons where there is a low time. So, yeah, it goes back to greed, I suppose, and <clears throat> being greedy, you're going to be trying to place trades when you shouldn't be placing them, and you know there's no real need to place them. Or, and yeah. or I suppose what you're saying is um, when there's external factors, which means the price could really go anyway because um, it's going to be fundamental news and you know, some, whatever pattern you've seen or whatever entry set up, if you're just purely technical, is going to be is going to be over overridden by the big boys yeah, looking at fundamentals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like for like for example, uh, you're you're a living being, and there are things that happens in your life. Like for example, if somebody died in your family that is dear to you, you you would be emotionally steered, and that is not a great time to trade, <laughs> because it would affect your emotion, it would affect your uh, your your decision making on the charts, the the trades that you, you you usually make doesn't make sense anymore because your mind is clouded. That's why I think a a an automated system now is better if you could really uh, automate your pro, your your trading because it it detaches you from from it detaches your emotion from the trade and it just makes money for you if. And that is the ultimate goal for us to profit in this. Cool. Right, let's move on. So then the next section is around trading strategies and actually talking about emotions. So the one I'm going to read out is first understand what is at the heart of every price movement and you can come up with better strategies. So uh, this is all about, um, and we're talking about robotic as well. So although price movement looks robotic and electronic, there's there's one single common element behind it, which is human emotion. Uh, the, yeah. the number of the number one finding when it came to strategy development was that there's always a human emotion behind every price tick, up or down. Yes, they may be working for an institution, but those institutions are run by humans, and institutions are made up of people, people with emotions, shareholders to please, targets to meet, etc. And the same goes for robotic trading. So even though robots are placing the trades, a human or team of humans are behind the creation of the robots and their fear and greed is being played out electronically so when constructing a system understand the emotion behind why the price is moving and you'll be better off for it so i think that was sort of one of the key things which when i first started out trading was very hard to get my head around because it's like but but (laughs) you know this is price ticks going up and down how can there be you know surely no one else is emotional because i feel that i'm not emotional emotional about about the price movements (laughs) so so therefore nobody else should be um that was my original sort of starting point and now it's like no and i and even still to this day struggle with it with the fact that no it, it is an emotional there is emotion behind every single price movement and understanding that and being able to sort of adapt that to uh, a trading strategy is going to going to be going to make a more more profitable strategy from from what i understand thoughts yeah. so yeah i i think that is correct i i i do believe in that that if if you are if you are going to succeed in this you need to you need to really control your emotions because and understand the emotion behind the market well what i've learned is that as humans we we work in patterns and you could not you could not change that like what i've said uh, a lot of people wants to change but they don't change because of the patterns that is encrypted into their minds or encrypted in on into our daily lives even if you want to change 
I, 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 let me give an analogy. Uh, we, we, we see this every day. We see politicians make promises, right? And then after they win, they won't, uh, they won't 100% uh, fulfill the promises that they make. And the reason behind that is because they know the sheep or the herd wants to shout change but doesn't really want drastic change. They want to take it slow. They, and, and so even if they, they won't be able to fulfill 100% of everything they talked about during the campaign, it's all right. with us. Isn't that fascinating? It's all right because people are so encrypted with habits. And economics is the same thing. Even if they say that hey, you don't have any, you don't have any, you know, basis for technical analysis but the charts won't lie it's the same thing it goes up and down it will always go up and down it will consolidate and the the people behind this have the same emotions as the people that are trading and and that's why i think that the numbers represented on the charts that we see every day is the summary of the emotions of people and that's why I, I I like technical analysis because it doesn't it doesn't give you the the typical BS. It just shows you what the emotion of the market is at the moment, and you you just need to respond to what it's doing. You cannot you cannot control it. It's sort of like um, if you're looking at a getting whipsawed out of a trade it's very much i mean it's either going to be your money management yeah. is 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 uh, off kilter and you've you've risked too much for your balance or um or you just haven't got a bigger balance and somebody ha- somebody else has and they know that i yeah. can actually scare the bejeebas out of you um, <laughs> that you're going to have to exit your position and give me your essentially your investment um yes. and so i mean that's it's it's one of those things that took me ages to really see and understand but um and i don't know if I'm, i can fully apply it at the moment but it does definitely um i can definitely see it now see it happening and understand why it's happening so uh, so the next part i talked about was money management so i did a section on money management um talking about money management management uh so all right so the one i'm going to pull out here is go for a percentage stop loss and you'll be a happier trader so I'll be interested to see what your thoughts on this are, Harlan. But so what I've talked about here is, and it's once again back to psychology. So, um, so, so a lot of the traders I interviewed prefer you preferred using a percentage stop rather than having a fixed stop. Um, in my opinion, this was this allowed them to endure bigger drawdowns without the mental anguish or being concerned with how many pips or points they were away from the entry. Uh, they could only ever lose a percentage of their account, and they were content with that. So, so it's really a percentage stop loss. Not necessarily saying it's a smarter way to trade, but from a psychology point of view, psychological point of view, it'll help out the guys who are. It basically helps traders out because they go, well, I don't really care how you know from a dollar point of view, from a um, from a from a pips or whatever point of view, distance point of view, I'm going down into drawdown. It's more the fact, well, I haven't lost five percent of my account, and mm. if I do lose a trade, it's going to be five percent of the account, and that's all it's ever going to be for that day. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Have I completely got that wrong, or, or what? I think. Uh 
there's a balance in that because I used to be a percentage trader before I became a fixed uh, stop trader. And the reason for that is like what you're saying. And I realized that people who are trading in percentage are those people who have been hurt so much like me. They just don't want the stress of having to having to battle that kind of move and then yeah like what i said it's it's all about ego it's 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 you battling yourself and and trying to make yourself believe that you are able you you can do this and that's why i i i i took that path before when i was beginning that i have a certain percentage as my stop and i don't have a fixed stop but when i started trading uh when i started scalping i need to have a fixed stop and and it made me realize that if i have the skill to win 100 trades and lose like let's say 20 then i would still be winning or there was a time when i was managing an an account a big account and i have lost 40 trades and i have only won 15 but i was still up 10% into the trade because I have a fixed stop. Because my system is fitted to that. But there are some systems that doesn't fit into that. Like if you're, I think most of those people are long-term traders or they are, they are day traders or they are swing traders. And so imagine the torment if they would have a fixed stop when they are trying to wait for a big move because it will move up and down before, before they get it. And so I think it's it's about whether a system is for you or whether the system fits that kind of strategy or that kind of money management mentality. It's not about what is right or what is wrong because like what I said, everything works. It just depends on your personality. It just depends on how you use it. I, I, I won't, I won't stand here and say that that is wrong this is wrong because there are some ridiculous techniques the ridiculous money management that works for some people that i know so i won't i won't be judging them but for people who's just trying to find find out their way into this i think a fixed stop would be a safer path and then you could adjust from that okay that's interesting um hey, look uh I'm just toying up here as to whether or not I go into the psychology section here. I know we've talked about that quite a bit, and it and a lot of the learnings from the show have been around a psychology point of view, um, psychological point of view. Sorry. So here we go. I'm going to just I'm going to reel one off, and then we'll wrap it up with the last okay. <laughs> uh, four points. So the very this is a very strange approach to trading psychology, but it might work for you. And it really, it's just a tip. Um, it's probably the weirdest approach I heard on the show today. And this was from a guy called Anmol Singh um, from LiveTraders.net, and he would pay somebody he didn't like fifty dollars every time he would break one of his trading rules that he'd set himself. Um, it eventually became eventually became so painful that he had to stop breaking his rules. So, if you've got anyone you don't like uh, <laughs> very much, um, then you could you could apply that. And trust me, I, I I'm sure. I suppose the thing is, 
would you actually pay them the $50? That's the thing. Can you actually pay them the $50? Have you got the discipline to do that, even just do that? Um, so look, that's an approach. I won't get you to comment on that, uh, Harlan. But what I might get you to comment on, and, and I was sort of toying up whether or not to let people jump on and, and read this full article or give them sort of the conclusion of my uh, my my 52 points. And the last four points of the article are, are actually four words. So I've, I think they're so important. And you've already, already really touched on it to a certain degree during the conversation. Um, and I'm not going to tell you the four words, so you can go on and have a look at the four words. But the general mm. premise of the the point that's sort of the major outtake that I've taken or take out that I've taken from the show to date has been what you've talked about before and it's very much um, about the fact that of all the lessons that I've written down on this page and in this article and of all the all the lessons that have been taught to me or told to me by yourself and, and other traders out there there's still something that I, some things that I either don't agree with or I just yeah. think that's too hard or I think, yeah, but, you know, it's there's something yeah. that I know better. I know better for whatever reason, even though I've got nothing to justify, nothing to back it up. You know, these guys are the ones that are doing it and out there teaching other people how to do it. I think I know better. So yeah. it's really of the list of the things that I've, create, I've put down in this article um, – there's a whole bunch of them, and I guarantee you'll read through them and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great, that's great advice, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do yeah. it because <laughs> I'm above that, or I know better, or I can do it without, you know, I can I can trade without doing that thing. And I look, I mean, I'm saying this knowing that full well that there's things that I'm not going to do. So I'm like, I'm just as bad <laughs> as everyone else out there listening. So I think, and you sort of touched on it before, Harlan, I mean, maybe you want to... Give us a bit of a wrap up here on on your thoughts. I mean, I'll get actually, I'll give you an analogy of um, or a little story of a, a guy first. So this is a guy I was talking to on on the um, on Skype, and um, I told him about a system that um, that could make a thousand dollars a day. This and I'd interviewed a guy who's coming up on the show soon. It's a system that makes a thousand dollars a day, and he was like, "Look, how can I get hold of it?" And I'm like, "Said here's here's the link. Here's how you get hold of it." Um, and then I mentioned to him the, the fact that at points this guy will hold a 700 pip drawdown to get his thousand dollars a day, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, hang on a sec, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do. I don't want to hold a 700 pip drawdown to get a thousand dollars a day. Um, so therefore, I'm out. Don't even send me the links. I'm not, I'm not looking at it. But it's like, okay, well, I've just told you how to get a thousand dollars a day, but the sacrifice is a 700 pip drawdown at yeah. points, and he knows automatically. Well, I don't want to sacrifice. Make that sacrifice." I can do it a better way. I can do it a better way. Well, are you making a thousand dollars a day? No, through trading. No, but <laughs> if you can, if you if you're happy with a seven hundred pip drawdown, well, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. So anyway, what are your thoughts, Harlan? I I, I do I do believe that it, no one is accepted from that in the beginning. It's it's how you it's how you talk to yourself. It's how you prep your mind into it because everybody wants to be better than somebody it's human nature that's why in a lot in any country i think uh there's a dog eat dog mentality because i want to be better than you uh, and and it's not totally bad because it gives you the motivation to to really study and stay but rem i always remind myself that 
my strength is always my weakness. If I am so hard-headed about uh, achieving something, that would also be my weakness. And so without, without a piece of humility in me, no matter who mentors me, I won't be able to learn. And like what you said, the, the secret to success in this or in any business is that knowing the price and paying the price. And that's basically it. Because it, like, like, for example, if you're someone that doesn't want to pay the 700 pip drawdown, then that thing is not for you. If you believe that you could do better, then I believe too that you could do better. But what is the price or what steps do you need to take for you to prove that you have a better way? Because what's better for you might not be better for them. Because it's it depends upon the level of their emotional uh, stress, stress capacitance and how they handle stress. Because this is what's funny. If I lose $20,000 right now, that wouldn't be big for me. Because I have lost more than that in less than 15 minutes. So for some people who loses a hundred dollars and wants to kill themselves, so they have a lower, you know, stress uh, capacitance, and and so I wouldn't blame them if they take a different approach to trading because for me it's just numbers, but I have to balance it out that it's also a business. You just can't lose twenty thousand dollars every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and, and so I wouldn't say that this, like what I say, it's it's not a matter whether something is right or wrong there, but it's a matter of how you view things and how you turn, where, where, where do you turn from from something, something? Like your strength is always your weakness. When are you going to use a circumstance as your strength or where are you going, when are you going to turn turn it into a weakness because it's all it all depends to you it's all about your your adaptability it's all about your eagerness to 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 adapt into a situation like like what you said that guy was willing to pay $50 is it is it $50 was it $50 uh, to oh $50 to a, to a friend yeah oh no I'm sorry friend a friend. I mean, a friend he didn't like <laughs> A friend he didn't like, yeah. and that is, and and that is, and that is the point of mentoring. What he needed was a mentor who who will be accountable to them. You know what? People go to mentors and they don't succeed because it's not about what the mentor teaches; it's whether or not they are go, they are willing to be accountable to that person. Because the moment that person corrects you and tells you straight up. Hey, you're you're doing this, you and you don't want to face the facts that you're moving your stops, you're not following the system, you're not make you're not making your trading journal. Then you would go away from that mentor. The same thing, and it would it would repeat over and over again. No matter who you find to teach you, because it's all about your it's all about your heart. It's all about your 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 acceptance of facts. And so what what he, what that guy did was just it works for him to pay somebody he didn't like because in essence he was just trying to find someone who's going to be accountable to him and if you're going to to be trading uh, 
or become a real trader or who's going to trade uh, discretionally, then you need someone who's going to be accountable to you. Who needs you need someone who's going to tell you, hey, you're you're you're, you're doing because you can't see any everything. You can't see everything, and so uh, I I do agree on that point, but. I think that there's a balance to that. Okay. So so just to wrap up the show, uh, which I think, look, I mean, jump on there, guys. Jump onto 52traders.com forward slash top, and you'll get redirected to the article to, to have a look. So to, to wrap up the show, Harlan, I mean, given the fact, I, I, look, I assume you've read through all the points that I've got here, uh, or, or, I mean, have you read through them? <laughs> I should ask. Yeah, I, I, I've read through them, but yeah. I, you know, I haven't read everything. <laughs> yeah, okay, so he's, he's read through the majority of it. It's, it's a fairly long article, so, so take the time and, and go and have a read. So with what I've pulled out here from my current state of play with all the interviews that I've done, what would you – what do you recommend sort of the next step for me? And, I mean, you could really sort of – it could be for the listeners as well because if you guys have followed me through the journey and, and listened to all the interviews, you're probably in the same – and you might have taken out different things, but you're probably in the same space in terms of the knowledge that you have. What would you say – what do you recommend as a sort of a next step to sort of try and get over some of these hurdles? I think uh, studying more on the mental part is more essential than uh, trying to find out what technique works. And if if you go into the direction wherein you, because people change because something emotional happened to them, not because, uh, you know, you cannot talk logically to a person who's emotionally stirred up. It won't. It wouldn't change him. And so, if we are to change into into someone who's going to be successful in uh, in, in trading, then we need to dive into the core, which is which is managing your managing your trades and managing your emotions. And managing your emotions is not easy because emotions cannot be managed. It's an energy in motion. It's emotion. That's why it's emotion. But th- there is like water. You need to just channel it. And by channeling it, what I mean is that you, if I would be blunt, we, we need to stop trying to find out new techniques <laughs> and just focus on believing that trading is simple, but it's not easy. It's, it's as simple as it gets. You, 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 you pick a skill that fits you and then do the work. Find out, because in my experience, not every technique works on every currency. A a, a twenty four uh, moving average will work on this currency, but will be different on this currency. So, how you you cannot? That's why that's the reason why most automated trading systems doesn't work because sometimes it's either they put that system in a wrong currency, or or sometimes they have just inputted the wrong parameters. So, so. It's a matter of trying to find out where where you're at. You you must know what who you are, and then you and then that's a starting point. And and so after you found out who you are as a trader, then that's the time that you you get the skills. That's the time you get the the money management mentality. And then finding a mentor that really would teach you uh, 
I think there there are a lot of mentors that would teach you for free. And and those people just 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 like the internet, just sort them out because mo- some mentors are just there to feed their ego and doesn't really want you to succeed. They want themselves to feel better. But there are people out there who would be willing to teach you and most of the time their advices are really simple and you wouldn't want to believe it. And and so being able to have a a heart that listens, being able to have a heart that really wants to succeed at this is, I think, the key. Because if you have the proper heart for trading, you would succeed in this. As I said, guys, what a great interview with Harlan. The stuff that he actually shared with us was incredible. Uh, if you do want to pick up that ebook, head over to tradingnuck.com, sign up as a member, or if you're already a member, and you can do that, sorry, through the free trial link at the top of the site. If you're already a member, it's in the members area under the free gifts. So check that out, guys. And uh, last but not least, if you do want to hear more episodes of the 52 Traders podcast, then whilst you're there, you can either buy individual episodes or you can get the whole lot have the full experience or if you sign up to the robot traders club you actually get a credit to buy one episode um, as you join and then you get more credits for doing stuff as members and look just a reminder i do build out full strategies for people for guys that have come on board automate it and we see how it's going to work and if it's something that can be used and sustainable in the markets in the future so guys check it all out on tradingnut.com i'll see you next time Trading up Q&A with Andre Stewart from ChartArtistTrading.com. So, Andre, today's question from Alexander from the USA. He, he asked the more than one question, this guy. So he was on, it's last, okay. I he like was on last week, week as well. Uh, what is the most common price action candle pattern for buy-sell setup that has the highest probability on a four-hour or daily chart? Thank you. Patterns are irrelevant because you got to think beyond it. Um, you gotta think. Be you gotta think about what creates the pattern, a specific price. So if you're looking for patterns, you're getting in literally at the worst possible time, and you may be getting in at a time where the environment of the market is switched. So then you get stopped out, right? So um, really, all you need to do is look for a rejection one way or the other. Um, however, if you're looking for rejection, you need to. And I stay away from uh, words like trend. Because uh, it's a very archaic retail way of thinking. Um, because they always say the trend's your friend. Well, the trend's your friend till it ends. But then you have to have a non-biased way to tell if the trend's going to end. Um, and if you're counter trend trading, it needs to be a temporary, a temporary thing. It can't be. Um, I'm going to hold this uh, counter direction trade forever. Now it, it's probably best kept as a shorter, a shorter a trade for a shorter period of time. So. Again, think beyond patterns because the market's not moving on candle patterns. It, it just really isn't. See it for what it is. It's a market. Learn how to spot specific prices, like specific prices, um, non, non-discretionary prices. Um, and I'm not even talking about round numbers. I'm not talking about um, what other stuff, support and resistance. You need to look for a rejection at a specific price. And that's really what you can do. Don't think about the patterns because now you're thinking and trading in, in, in a very archaic retail way. And then you're trading 
the trading should be more simple, not pattern-based. So keep that in mind. Thanks, Andre. Great answer to the question. Now, guys, if you've got future questions you'd like answered on the show, then please head over to tradingnut.com. You'll find uh, the option on the sidebar to add your question in there, and we'll get that answered for you in a future episode of the show. Thank you.